welcome to Less Than or Equal, the podcast about pursuing equality in geekdom by celebrating the diverse and their accomplishments. I'm your host, Aline Sims, and today I am really excited to be joined by my friend, Anna Tarkov. Anna, welcome to the show again. <laughs> Thank you. So since I haven't had you on by yourself, I, I don't remember if I did this with Jessica the other day, but um, <laughs> who are you, Anna? Um, I, I think I can, I'm trying to remember if you did it with Jessica or not, because I think I was looking forward to hearing how she'd answer, but now I've forgotten. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, that was more than two minutes ago, so I don't I know. know. My memory is like uh, uh, non-existent these mm-hmm. days, so yeah. Uh, but who I am is, uh, uh, yeah, I was like preparing for the question, right, in my mind mentally, mm-hmm. and I still can't answer it, but I'll do my best. <laughs> um, I am a, uh, well, I'm a human being, no. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm a fellow podcast. Um, I am a mom, a wife, a geeky type person, um, a former journalist, media person. Um, you know, those are the main points, I think. <laughs> so can we talk about your podcast a little bit? Because yeah. I have, so I will put it in the show notes. There was an episode I did with Anna and Jessica, her co-host a while ago, and um and we talked about it, but uh, I have new listeners since then. So why don't you talk about it a little bit now? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, that's right. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you have new listeners and I, everyone should be a listener of, of this podcast. Not just because I'm on it, you know, obviously, <laughs> um, <laughs> but because it's a good podcast. But anyway, um, the podcast I do with Jessica um, is called Unconsolable. So that's not a real word. Um, for those of you who are fellow word nerds, um, the real word is inconsolable, of course, when someone's like very upset that you can't console them. Uh, but our podcast is called Unconsolable as an unconsolable um, because we do a podcast about primarily, though not entirely, uh, about mobile games. Um, so, um, you know, on console, because console games are kind of like the other side of and you know, PC gaming, of course the other side of gaming culture kind of that we're not super a part of, um, although we're aware of its existence. Um, so we started the podcast because basically we didn't really used to play games very much. And growing up, we didn't play games a lot, um, you know, just a bit here and there. But uh, I never even owned a gaming console of any kind until we bought a Wii. Um, and that's still the only console we have in my house. Um, Jessica's got all the consoles because <laughs> her husband uh, plays um, a lot of them. But she, she's starting to a bit also, actually, which is interesting. I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. She's, uh, uh, she's been playing uh, one of the Tomb Raider games, and she's been streaming it. And um, it's, it's highly entertaining, really. Uh, the one, the couple of streams I've been able to watch were really funny because Jessica just wants to know if she can set everything on fire, and it's great. It's just like real life. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. It's uh, yeah. Um, yeah. To know Jessica is to love her. You know, she wants to set everything on fire, for example. <laughs> and that's and that's a wonderful quality. Um, but, uh, you know, she won't set you on fire. Presumably, no, the patriarchy. Know. Yeah, of, yes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so. Uh, so, yeah, we started the show because we started kind of getting into games a bit. Um, and we were like, huh, there's all these cool games you can play on mobile, um, which is, you know, all we were really doing at the time. Since then, we've you know played other types. But uh, primarily, that's still all I play just because it fits into my life, you know, the best that you can just play whenever for a few minutes or you can play for long periods of time, too. Um, you know, I feel like people talk about 
mobile games that way a lot, like waiting for the bus or at the grocery store. I mean, yeah, there are those moments, but I do actually like play play. Sometimes I'll play something for a really long time. Um, um, anyway, but so yeah, we, we just, we noticed that people don't really talk about mobile games that much. And when they do, they like talk about Candy Crush, which is a totally valid game, but it's not the only game that exists. Um, on mobile and, um, and we just, you know, we, we figured there was not a lot of people talking about games in general from our perspective, people who were, uh, for example, women uh, and people mm-hmm. who weren't like born with controllers in our hands. Um, so, you know, we have like a fresh perspective on games that people don't have who've been playing them all their lives. Um, and that's just by virtue of us, like I said, not having played games all our lives. So, um, so yeah, um, if, if that sounds interesting to anyone, you should check out our show. So you've been, it's been about a year and a half. I think we started Less Than or Equal and Unconsolable at about the same time. Yeah, similar. Um, so I guess that, well, it's about a year and a half. I'm like, that's closer to two years, I think, than I like to, to consider. <laughs> but um, why, why did you decide to do a podcast? Like, why not uh, like YouTube or right, right. a um, blog or something else? Yeah, it's a good question, actually. Um, we, uh, you know, how originally it came about was I think that we were kind of also getting more into podcasts at that time, or I was anyway. Um, I'm not sure if Jessica had listened to a lot of stuff before we started doing our show or not, but I, I myself at at the time that we started had only like, I was aware of podcasts existing and I listened to like podcasts by like NPR and other public radio type stuff, uh, which I actually don't listen to any of anymore or hardly any because I just listen to a lot of different stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've changed a lot over this like year and a half, I guess, <laughs> and my tastes and preferences. But um, but yeah, we we had been on a few podcasts that people were like, just like small like things that people were doing like just for kind of fun. We were like, oh, this is kind of cool. And Jessica actually did have already uh, her own podcast that she did at the time that she still does that's um, called Totally Uncool. Um, which is just about like funny stories from her life. Um, and they're all really like short little episodes usually. Um, and so it's, uh, it's, it's fun if you want to get to know Jessica better because <laughs> it'll just be like these funny, you know, snippets. Um, and, um, and so, I mean, Jessica and I met online, we met on app.net. And so I knew about her podcast that she did. And then, you know, we became better friends and then, um, and then I guess when this whole discussion, when one day this was all, you know, us starting to talk about like how come no one really talks about mobile games, et cetera, et cetera, and we were like, we should do a podcast about mobile games, haha, ha, you know, like probably just kidding around about it at first, and then I was like, hey, why don't we? Um, and you know, because I knew Jessica knew how to edit and do like a lot of the um, you know stuff that I have no idea how to do, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, and I'm sure I can, you know bring uh, whatever skills and abilities I have to it and, and we could do a, and you know, I knew Jessica was really funny. You know, I, I felt that it would be a good, um, a good show. So yeah, we, uh, but it's a good question because honestly, I wish I had time to do other stuff now that we've been doing it a while. Um, I wish I had time to do, um, a, a blog as well. And, um, but it's just, it's really hard to, to fit everything in. Yeah. Totally understand that. Yeah. Um, so tell me about your favorite mobile games right now. Oh, um, so right, like right the second or mm-hmm. like things that are, you know, like on the all time, you know, best ever list or favorite, like newish new to you games. Um, 
Yeah, it's hard to say what's new, I guess, too, because like now that we've been doing the show and I didn't used to, you know, we, we like always check out what's new every week and we try to keep abreast of like, you know, new stuff that's just coming out. So now I definitely am always like what's new to me is other people haven't even like heard of it yet. So uh, um, that's a good point. So I guess but I'll but I'll say like, well, let me see. I'm going to actually look at um, I, I think. It's hard to say what's actually uh, a favorite versus, you know, what are like things that I actually play the most, you know, because that's I find in mobile. I mean, that's really interesting. Like, for example, a game like Monument Valley, which for me is like still the pinnacle of, you know, that's what I compare everything against. Mm -hmm. Basically, um, just in terms of, you know, everything. Um, So something like that, like even though I have played through Monument Valley and the expansion probably like seven or eight times. I don't, you know, it's not like I play it on a daily basis, right? So that's something that is it a it's it's like my top mobile game of all time probably, but it's not one I play the most. It's not the one I've spent the most hours playing. And I guess right. I guess this difference exists in other types of games maybe too, you know, like where um, you know, I I bet there are games like that on console or PC where people maybe have only played it once and they really love it, but it's not like they're going to keep playing it over and over um or at least i i suspect that might be true yeah <laughs> i don't know i think it is i totally think yeah, it is. yeah like where you really love the story or something but you're not necessarily going to play it over and over so um i mean so yeah monument valley is like the pinnacle but um overall i play um a lot of hearthstone <laughs> for example <laughs> um as does of course our mutual friend steve um and uh i and that didn't used to be a mobile game but that was mm-hmm. that came out on mobile um, this past year or 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's my like um, that's my game that I consider my like I have that's like gives me like credibility. I feel like as a real gamer. <laughs> that's sort <true>. of. <laughs> because, how you got your game card gamer card is totally yeah. totally um, yeah because that's like a game that you will that, that like you know hardcore core gamers play also um, you know in large numbers. So it's like when you talk about that, they're like, oh, you know, yeah, I just feel I feel like that's the case. Not that anyone has ever told me this, like, I think you're a real gamer right. now. You mentioned Hearthstone, but that's just sort of what it feels like. Knock at the door with a man. Right. Man right. in a dark <laughs> suit and sunglasses. And he just like silently has you sign something. <laughs> exactly. Hands you a package and he just turns and walks away and you open it. And it's like the shiny <laughs> gamer card. And right. you knew, like you knew in that moment. I know what it's like. I know what it's like. And I mean, I, I play a lot of, um, I mean, I'm playing Alpha Bear still, uh, which is a quirky, fun uh, word game by Spry Fox, which is a really, I mean, they're very talented studio. So tell me about Alpha Bear, because I see yeah. screenshots from it and right. I've never actually downloaded it. Like, okay. I, I've seen the screenshots and I'm right. like, right. maybe mm-hmm. I should investigate this and then I don't. <laughs> right. Well, you'd probably like it because you, you know, you make words and the usually the longer words you can make or the more you have to be creative with um I mean it's not for everyone I don't know like Jessica's not actually a big fan for example that apropos of nothing but just to say that you know we don't all, obviously all have, oh, uh, don't both right. have the same taste and everything um Alpha Bear is it's mainly I think why people like it I mean as far as the gameplay it's just uh you get there's different things you can do every day or there's the same things you can do every day there's always like a bigger 
um, kind of uh, puzzle thing where you make words and, and these cute bears appear and it's like, and also you, um, you basically collect bears too. Like there's a bear collection aspect of it that you, you unlock them by playing more. Um, and then you make them stronger by playing more. They give you various bonuses. Um, and, uh, and the, I mean, just the art is really cute. It's, um, you know, it's, it's not, um, it's not exploitative and it's free to download, but you can, um, you know, you can easily, like if you pay whatever, I don't remember the amount is, it, you basically will end up, you know, kind of unlocking the full game mm. without having to, pay. and you could, or you could just play it, you can continue to play it without doing that. And it's just a matter of like that your bears like hibernate for longer. <laughs> it's really adorable. Bears need their sleep. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course, they all do. Um, and no, so it's a really great game. I mean, Spry Fox, uh, the studio that they're just, they're very talented and they're, uh, they're, you know, they, they've made other free to play games before too. And they're not, um, you know, they're never like the exploitative type of free to play game, uh, which, which is what a lot of people think all mobile games are. Mm, <laughs> like well, they're all, yeah. Yeah. Cause there are those, they do exist and they're very high profile and, you know, um, so that's, that's just the way it is. I mean, mobile is a different sort of platform and free to play is, is on the rise. Like that is more the, you know, that's how you're going to make the big bucks. You know, you're not going to make big bucks generally with a, um, a premium or paid game, but mm. still can make uh, <laughs> enough bucks, though, to, you know. To, but anyway, that's, that's something I feel like that's for me. That's a pet peeve. Like people, you know, have that, especially core gamers, like they have that like allergy to um, free to play games. <laughs> They're like, no, <laughs> you know, I can only pay for a game. And, you know, that's and that's fine if that's your perspective. But in a lot of cases, I find that those people just aren't aware that there are free to play games that aren't all obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I understand that perspective. Um, I don't know. I had a really hard time, like with kingdom rush, kingdom rush is one of my favorite games and it was, you know, you pay the price and you get the game. And then as time has gone gone on, they've changed their pricing model Mm -hmm. and they've added, you know, you can get heroic characters to do, you know, um, to do, special things that that you typically wouldn't otherwise be able to do and I was so angry I was like I have to pay eight dollars for a guy I'd rather pay fifty dollars for the whole game and I still would I would still rather even though you know on an ios on ios I'd rather pay 50 bucks and get the game than do like this this little you know (laughs) in-app purchases but um I understand that that they have to make money yeah, I mean, that's just the reality of the medium right now is, you know, and that's for some people, if that's a huge, huge turnoff and you don't like that, then OK, then then you don't play mobile games maybe much because that really bothers you. Um, you know, for me, it doesn't bother me because, again, because my background is that I I've played games on consoles or I play games on my Mac or I played. But to me, it's like not such a huge affront. To be asked to, you know, that maybe if I want to buy a character or I want to do this or, you know, that I would have to pay for it. Because, again, the games that aren't uh, evil (laughs) in their IP implementation are games that you can play for free and totally still have fun and Mm -hmm. and not be bothered. Um, You know, the ones that are really overt and obnoxious and are constantly trying to get you to buy things, that's that's obnoxious. That's I don't play those usually. Or, you know, if I can. I'll play a game up to a point, and if I can sense that, like, okay, this is becoming very... Like, I used to play uh, Two Dots, which is a highly, highly, highly popular... Uh, a lot of people play, um, you know, game on iOS, and even a lot of people who would maybe say they don't like free-to-play games 
play it because it's really uh, pretty. It's uh, it's extremely well designed. It's just you know it's not like. I mean, people, I would say there are people who are like the more like design snobby type people <laughs> would would uh, say in comparison to like something like Candy Crush, the two dots is very beautiful and is, you know, this this nice aesthetic. So um, so I used to play that. And then they have become over time more overt in their, you know, like try, attempts to extract something from you to try to get you to buy power ups or things, or you know, mm-hmm. and that's when I stopped playing. I was like, well, I don't really want you know, I don't really want this. Yeah, I like the game, but not enough to keep playing it. Um, you know, and then I've had other experiences like that where it's like you play for a while and then when you get to like a level that's really, really super hard and impossible almost. And, you know, you know, that's why it's like that. You mm-hmm. know, that's like the Candy Crush model, too. Like it'll be everything will be great for a while. And then suddenly you get to a level that like if you were to not buy something, maybe you could beat it, but it might take you like literal months or, you know. Uh, something of attempt. And then I just, you know, I, I wasn't willing to, to do that. And I mean, I have done it a few times because that's like you get to a frustration point. You're like, I just want to pass this level. Right. <laughs> I will defeat you. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, you know, you're being manipulated. You know, you know that. Or at least I hope other people know that. Um, I, I know that. <laughs> so I think I think we're with all this kind of thing. I think what we need really is just I think we need um, people who play games uh, with, on their mobile devices just to be educated about this. I think if you know what's happening and if you're aware 100% of, of that, you know, that maybe you'll be manipulated or this. And again, there are games that don't try to manipulate you. They're completely upfront about uh, everything and, and the difficulty is not going to be different whether you're playing, you know. So um, there's, there's different kinds of free-to-play games is, is what I would want people to understand. Yeah. 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 Like Candy Crush, that's right. They're, right. They're, that's emotional <laughs> manipulation. Yes. Yes. Totally. Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, there's, I mean, in Clash of Clans and other games like that, which I don't, I don't get really like the, not my thing. I, I do, I get why other people play them. Um, and I understand, you know, what they get from it, but, um, and, and then you can play too for like a while without necessarily having to pay anything. But then if you want to like get better, do better, what, you know, that pretty much you're going to run into a point where you will have to pay. Um, and again, even those games, uh, it'll, it's like a small, small percentage of people that really spend a lot of money on them. You know, they're called the whales, um, just like in, in casinos, people who are, you know, huge gamblers are called whales. It's the same thing. Right. Um, and it's the same, it's the same model. And I think that what upsets me sometimes is that people talk about these free to play games as like this ultimate evil. And I don't think I hear them talking that way about casinos, which is basically the same concept. Maybe it's because casinos are upfront about like the fact that, you know, we want your money. <laughs> Whereas maybe people feel that game, these types of games aren't upfront about it. They're like, we're a fun game come play me and then, mm-hmm. you know, and then try to extract money from you. So I, I could see that side of it maybe, but, um, but you know, if you're going to get upset about uh, free to play games then you should get upset about casinos and other types of, you know, legalized gambling too, in my opinion. Yeah. I just, and I have really mixed feelings, obviously, <laughs> right? Um, especially as I'm kind of in the iOS development sphere um, sure. and, you know, I want I want the app that I'm a part of to make money so that like right. I have a job. Th- that's nice. <laughs> right. And um, uh, and I I don't know. I I often wonder if um, and this has been discussed a lot in the Mac and Apple Mac and iOS development communities is if 
there was a trial period um, if if that would work, if Apple allowed developers to have, I don't know, a, a two minute trial or a 15 minute trial on a game so you could decide if you wanted to buy it. Trials, I know, are tricky because some games are infinite. Some games are two hours like Monument Valley is a pretty quick play. Um, do you? Yeah. It's, um, you know, and I used to, I used to wonder about that too. I used to be like, well, why can't we just do that for like every game and then right. everything would be fine or the way that developers used to do this. And I think sometimes you'll still see this, although maybe not with current games, older games, like where there'll be like a free version and then there's also a paid version, for example, that was the mm-hmm. way they used to do it. That was their version of a free trial. You could download the free one and if you like it, then okay, here, pay for the um, you know, the full game. Um, unfortunately, I just don't think that it would work right now anymore because they're, I mean, developers just aren't like, like that's people have like moved on from that idea even. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, um, and that basically, you know, if you're in the business of making games to make money, then you are just going to make the free to play game that, is, you know, again, that will not extract money from most of the people playing. But the goal is to get so many people to play that even, you know, 1% or 10% of players, if they spend whatever amount of money, that that would be a substantial sum, you know. And I just don't think that model is, is going anywhere, at least right now. That's that's the model. And, and, uh, and again, like you said, you can't do it for a lot of games anyway, because the ones that are, are, you know, endless. And, and that's how many are, you know, that you could just, and that that's what they would like. The, I mean, developers who they'd like you to keep playing the game forever. Um, and they keep adding more levels and they keep adding more characters and they keep adding stuff and adding stuff and, um, doing updates to get you to be like, Oh, Hey, I haven't played this in a while. Hey, <laughs> so let me check it pay out. Attention. Yeah. And so it just wouldn't work to make it a, you know, that it just, that, that monetization model just wouldn't work. I think that there's, games that that could work for but that it would only work for a game that it really has like a you know set ending I feel like Mm -hmm. um and or or you know again there I mean there are there are games like uh (laughs) Jessica's uh uh, a huge obsession and I play it a lot too is a game called you must build a boat which is um and uh match three I guess ultimately but also with like RPG elements and elements yeah it's a great game and so that was um you know that uh is a premium game you have to pay for it and and you can play it endlessly because you can keep building more boats (laughs) you can build the one boat and then like basically just play the same game over and over and over um, which works well for that. So in some cases that can work, but even that developer acknowledges that he's not sure how, and also that's like one person. Mm-hmm. At least I think there's just the one guy who, there could be maybe other people that helped him. Well, there are other people that helped him with it, but he's the main person basically. And so, you know, for him, um, he can make a premium game and it can sell, you know, X number of copies. And then he's got enough money to live on for the next year or two and make more games. And then maybe those games will make money and that's the goal. But like for a company, uh, a large company with, a, you know, they, they just can't do that. They have people they have to pay. They mm-hmm. have an office. They have. So premium games work for, you know, if you're like a smaller team typically or, you know, I mean, Monument Valley even that that was made by a team of eight people um, working within a larger studio company thing that games weren't their main thing and, and still aren't although they are expanding the games division of us too. Um, but, you know, that's how things like that are possible because it's a small team and because they can take a risk. Because, yes, making a premium game is 
is, is a risk. Um, unfortunately, I guess you could say it is. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, <laughs> I, unfortunately, I wish, I wish it were that easy. I wish it were that easy. But what I think, um, what I think if, if someone's looking for like the answer or the solution, I don't necessarily have it, but what, uh, what I said before is part of it that people need to, that we need kind of user player education for people to understand how this works and how these mechanics work. I mean, again, with like a casino, I think most people understand the concept that like they're going in and uh, the casino wants them to spend money, obviously. And they know that the odds are against them too, or at least they should, <laughs> that, you know, that the house always wins basically. Um, so if we had that, that level of understanding amongst everyone that has a mobile device that plays games on it, then that would be a start. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we get there. But, um, you know, we need people to understand that, hey, these games are fun and all that, but like the way they try to extract money from you is very manipulative. And also they collect a ton of data on you, um, you know, and they try to then tailor uh, your experience. I mean, for people who are whales, they literally will tailor, um, you know, they'll collect like they know when they like to play. They, well, they, they know everything. They basically they know everything. And um, they'll, they'll, there's a lot of shady <laughs> stuff that goes on. Um, it's all legal and everything, but it's maybe not ethical, but so if people yeah. knew about this, then, then that would be a start. I feel like I, I just, if, if we dedicated resources, I was watching a, a video, uh, that Justin was watching the other day and it was like this 30 minute video about playing, I think it was like super Mario galaxy i don't know some <laughs> right some one of the super, super mario yeah some some super mario game and it was what it was super mario 64 he shouts from the other room ah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um so it was how many how uh playing through the game with as few a button presses as you can oh interesting and things like the physics of the game and the glitches in 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 the like the walls and how you can um run from planet to planet like if you if you build up enough speed you can jump off one planet to another um with like half a button press because you it's just and i was like if we could dedicate the time and resources because it's really (laughs) math like you need to you need to wedge yourself in this certain spot oh yeah and you need to run for 30 hours you need to like run for 30 hours and then you you can you have incrementally built up enough momentum that you can get enough velocity that you can like jump up and I'm like that's so that's kind of cool like I did not know about that I know about speedrunners because actually my husband likes to watch uh people on Twitch who like are you know like the record holders and like Mario 3 he watches uh this one guy and like uh, and people that make these impossible Mario Maker levels also, you know, that literally look impossible to me. Right. <laughs> and uh, so but I didn't know about like doing like, the, but I'm not surprised. I mean, there's like I everything just, like that in gaming. It's funny. But like if we could harness this energy, we could end, I don't know, world hunger or reliance on fossil <laughs> fuels or something. It, I, I think it's really neat. And I love that people are so passionate and I just don't understand it. So I sound like really judgmental over here. No, but like... no. I, I understand where you're coming from because I have those same feelings. Like a lot of the time when I watch, sometimes I'll watch Twitch with Jim, my husband and I'll be like, 
gosh, I don't know how they do that. I mean, mainly I'm just like impressed with the perseverance that it mm-hmm. takes because uh, there's this one guy, uh, um, I don't know if this is his actual name, but his name is Tanga, and he's like this 19-year-old Korean kid, um, although I think, I don't remember if he lives here or in actual Korea or wherever, but he's, uh, or if he's in fact Korean, I could be wrong, um, <laughs> but uh, he's like, I guess, world-renowned for building like the hardest Mario Maker levels, like they've written about him in like Kotaku and stuff, and uh, and I've, I've seen I've seen him make a level that then, you know, how you, you have Mario Maker, right? You I don't, know. actually. Oh, we okay. have okay. not purchased it yet. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, anyway, you, I, I don't have it either because I don't even have a Wii U, but um, I do know from watching this stuff that like, so you build a level and then in order for to like go out and to for other people to be able to play it you have to be able to beat it and that's you know obviously the people don't make stuff that's just you know uh unbeatable or so but his levels are super hard i mean even for him he's very good but it took him like i saw him build a level and then it took him like over i didn't watch every single attempt obviously but it took him like over 2,000 tries to beat this level for it to go out to be able to be played by other people and i wow. watched that and i'm just like I, I don't even know how it's possible to know that it, that is beatable. Like, how, how does he even know that? You know, how I, I just, I can't, you just watch him do the same thing over and over and over and over and just fail over and over. And I'm like, this is, this to me is just like incredible because I have a very low tolerance for stuff like that. Like, yeah, I me too. Fail, yeah, I could fail over and over, like to a point, but then I'm going to get to a point of like, well, forget it. <laughs> so I don't have, so to me, that perseverance is really admirable. And I mean, maybe if he has it in other areas of his life, then that's probably a really valuable skill, you know. Um, So I try to look at it positively instead of like, oh, look at the time being wasted, so to speak. Yeah. But, you know, again, I think that also I I think of it as like the, well, yeah, we could like, you know, figure out world hunger or world peace or cure, you know. But like, I mean, people do things that where their passions lie, I guess. And like, you know, if this guy wasn't making Mario Maker levels and doing this, then I, I don't think he would apply himself to like world hunger, you know, like right, he yeah. do something else. And yeah. so, That's where that, that whole thing breaks down. Yeah, is, you know, people are going to do what they love. And right. exactly. Exactly. we'll get back to our conversation in just a second. But I wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com and enter offer code equal at checkout to get 10% off. When it comes to giving yourself a place online, there is no place better than Squarespace. They put all the power you need into your hands and they help take away the pain points. So you don't have to worry about hosting. You don't have to worry about scaling. You don't have to worry about what happens if you get stuck because you can contact their support 24-7 support with live chat and email with teams in New York City, Dublin and Portland who are there to help you. Now, before Less Than or Equal joined Relay, our site was actually on Squarespace and we had to use support a couple of times and they were always really responsive and really, really helpful. That's why they're trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world. Also, their site templates are beautiful to look at. They all feature responsive design to make your site look great on all sizes of devices. And if you want to customize it a little bit, you can do so with just a little bit of code if you know how. And if you sign up for a year, you'll also get a free domain name, which allows you to choose exactly what you want your site to be called. And Squarespace plans start at just $8 a month. So go to squarespace.com, start a trial with no credit card required, and start building your website today. 
When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code EQUAL to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for Less Than or Equal. We thank Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Okay, so the other game I would really like for you to explain to me is Hearthstone. Oh, oh boy. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I can. <laughs> it's another one where I've downloaded it and I'm like, I I don't like... So I guess I've got to say I tried playing Magic the Gathering um, on the iPad because I've I've uh-huh. never played and I had some people who were like, oh, yeah, you should really. It's great. And Hearthstone in my brain is just like basically World of Warcraft themed Hearth- <laughs> or World of Warcraft themed magic. I mean, that's sort of, you know, I guess what it is. Um, so, I mean, so and, and so caveat, I never played um, I never played Magic. I never played any collectible card game. Um, up until Hearthstone, I, I mean, I never played any, anything of the sort and I've still never really played any tabletop game yet. Um, I wouldn't mind checking them out probably, but I Ooh, just, haven't. I can give you advice for tabletop oh, okay, games. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's certain things I definitely, and, and so I'm, I'm really unlikely person to have gotten into Hearthstone. I'm not quite sure how or why it happened to be honest with you. Um, I, I just find it so fun. And so, um, you know, I did you so did you even did you try doing the tutorial? Did you try starting to play it? I haven't, no. Okay. Um part of it is because my gaming time is usually like in the car or in airports. Right, right. And at the time you had to have an internet connection. Oh uh, yeah, you still do. You yeah. Still do. So that makes it a tough one. Harder, yeah. yeah. It is, it is. And that's uh and I've been many times foiled by now I know this very well, but like that you cannot go from Wi Fi to like let's say you start out playing at home. And then let's say you're going somewhere uh, and you were on your Wi-Fi and then, you know, that doesn't work. You'll you'll just end up getting kicked out and you lose your game. So that's no. terrible. But yeah, yeah, it's bad. Uh, once you learn that, you just don't, you know, don't do it again. Um, but um, but anyway, yeah, Hearthstone, I don't know. The appeal to me is um, and I don't even like. Like normally I wouldn't like this art style that like normally I don't like I don't actually like fantasy very much at all. I'm more of a sci-fi person. Um, you know, I don't mm. those being like the two big major categories, you know, right? right. A lot of, you know, like I don't really like fantasy like and this this gets me all the time too. like I'll read game descriptions like dungeon. I'm like, nope, I'm out. No, no dungeons, no dungeons, no, no, no. I don't want to. I don't want to hear anymore. I'm not playing that. Uh, I mean, I try to be more, you know, discriminating, but like that's that's a base reaction. Uh, but Hearthstone is just—it's so fun. I guess it's like I feel like Hearthstone's a good game for people who like to feel like they're really smart mm-hmm. and like to um, like to like you know put one over on someone <laughs> because there's just so much strategy and so much and you'll make a ton of mistakes and like half the time you lose but when you win and there are definitely I mean there's a lot of wins that are just like whatever I won that are maybe less exciting but there's a lot of like exciting wins that you'll have that just make you feel like a superhero like you're just like I am the smartest person in the whole world you know especially if the other person has like way better cards and they try doing all this stuff and you're like nope nope I beat you anyway you know and it's just it's just immensely satisfying mm-hmm. when you win and it can be like soul crushingly devastating when you lose on the on the flip side you know but um it's so it's really I just yeah I just really like the strategizing and even though I feel like I'm not so great at that like I'm not but I but I do get better over time mm-hmm. I'm playing just only since the mobile version came out and I do have it on my Mac too although I hardly ever 
play it on there. Mostly I play on my phone. Um, like I was surprised when I first found out that it wasn't just a mobile. Well, I guess I knew, but I was like, well, how do you even, I said so much more enjoyable to drag the cards with your fingers. Like, I don't see how, <laughs> you know, I was like, this is so much better. Like it should have been mobile first. No, mm-hmm. but, um, but so yeah, that's what I get out of it. And I just, I like, um, I, and I am, I'm, I'm competitive. So I like the types of games where you are competing, uh, with another person or with other people. You know, if I, 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 am here to fully 100% admit that if I had grown up as a console and PC gamer, that I would be one of those horrible people, probably, unless I had ever like discovered feminism or whatever else that I would be like totally one of those like awful people screaming into their headset at their teammate, like, I, I that that would probably be me. I mean, I hope eventually I'd grow up and stop doing stuff like right. that. But uh, presumably, but uh, but that would totally be me because I'm very competitive and I'm a sore loser and I'm all those bad things. <laughs> so li- really, I'm like tailor made for gaming. I just didn't know it for a lot of my life. <laughs> That's kind of how I am in Splatoon. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the time that you've put into getting good at Hearthstone, I've put into getting good at splatoon and awesome. <laughs> uh, you know and and so i started um i started with okay so the premise of the game for people who may who might not know is basically it's uh it's a shooter it's like a third person shooter but um you're shooting paint at people yep. and the object of um of one type of match you can play is to just ink as much of the board as you can and so um, I started with rollers because, you know, and it looks just like a giant paint roller that you push mm-hmm. around and it was easy, um, could gain a lot of ground. And I, I've never been good at like shooting. Um, right. yep. I didn't grow up playing video games. I didn't grow up definitely not like once more realistic graphics became the thing and you know call of duty and and those kinds of games um became popular so i I never really got good at shooting and so i I played rollers and then eventually i was like okay i'm not this is not working the way i want it to (laughs) so i started using a gun and um i if if that if that wii u gamepad weren't so expensive to replace (laughs) there are times it would have gone across the room because you know and sometimes it's just like yeah i'm feeling good i'm doing great and my team is the worst team ever and i hate you all and what are you doing and you know it's like six-year-olds probably staring up and shooting at the sky or whatever and um yeah but like i totally get that you can relate yeah yeah Yeah, no, no, I'm, <laughs> and it's funny because people usually they seem like surprised. I feel like if they don't, if they even if they know me, and they think yeah, I'm basically like a very nice person and whatever. But like then I'll like sit and it's like like we uh, like when I was at um, Gamer X uh, not that long ago, um, and our mutual friend Tanya DePass was there too. Like they had an arcade section where you could sit down and play games and they had some arcade machines too but they had like like every nintendo ever you know they had all these games oh. and so we played uh mario kart and tanya had never played anything with me <laughs> so she didn't know <laughs> so and i'm pretty good at mario kart um uh because we i we did play that a lot in our Wii, and we don't play much anymore but i'm i'm, I'm like decent anyway i'm mm-hmm. not you know uh so i i did i beat her like i think she beat me uh, she did beat me at the end once but then i beat her a bunch of times before that and i was like you know each time i was like yeah you know and tanya was like 
Anna, like I've never seen the side of you, and this is very, and this is hilarious. Like you just kept laughing, like you're like this is so funny. But I'm like, yeah, I mean that's me. Yeah, I'm like fiercely competitive. Like don't, <laughs> don't like and in Hearthstone too. When you said that you would, you, if it wasn't so expensive, you would, uh, you would probably have thrown the Wii gamepad, you know, mm-hmm. somewhere. I'm, I've, I've had that thought many times with my iPhone six. I'm like, if this wasn't a very expensive piece <laughs> of machinery, I would have thrown it somewhere mm-hmm. when I have a, like a bad loss in Hearthstone or whatever, you know, like for sure. I'm like, no, I can't. This is, this is very expensive. <laughs> yep. Yep. So that's why I haven't thrown it. But yeah. 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 I'm like, I've, I inked like 1100 points <laughs> and we still lost. How is that even possible? Oh yeah. I don't know if I'd even be able to play that then like knowing that your success depends on other people who you don't know. I'd be like, I, yeah, I don't, you know, Hearthstone, at least it's one versus, you know, <laughs> it's, one. it's all on you. Yeah. No one else is responsible. Yeah. So. Well, I, you know, I, I, I'm not typically too bad. I'm okay. Like <laughs> I lose a match or two. Okay. I'm fine. But I need to have a win every once in a while, well, you know, just like, life i need a win every once in a while it is like life it is like life and games mirror life actually really interestingly like in general i feel like you know they really do like that's a perfect example right there like yeah you just need a win like sometimes you are like you've had a couple of bad days in a row for example like in life you're just like oh god you know like i can barely like go on you know and then you have mm-hmm. a good day and you're like yeah <laughs> that was awesome this, this is what it's about yeah it's just like that in games you know i mean it, it really is it's except in life you don't get to like you know start over each time but other than that that'd be nice wouldn't it ah uh, you sort of i mean uh, i guess it depends you don't get to start over like completely you don't get to go back and be a baby obviously but you can i mean i've I feel like I've started over <laughs> in life a bunch of times, to be honest, just from, um, you know, like I'll, I'll do a thing for a while and then like for whatever reason I don't anymore, it peters out or I can't do it anymore. And then I go and do a new thing like like this thing I'm doing now and, you know, in podcasting and in games and in whatever, wherever this is leading. I'm not really sure, but um, it, it's a sort of still a new thing for me because it's only been, you know, a year and a half. So it's. So I've done that more than once now in life. So I, I guess, I mean, you can, this is to some extent you can start over. That's true. You can reinvent yourself. That's, that's true. I haven't done that in a while. I don't think. Yeah. But most people have done it Yeah, I, at least once, if not more, usually more. Yeah. And I think it's so much easier to do now than in the past. You know, we have so many more possibilities. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. I think that's true. I mean, again, with the caveat that like uh, it's easier for people like us who don't have to worry maybe about money, don't have to worry about as much anyway. Everyone has to worry about it. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's probably pretty hard for somebody who is um, not well off and has to work two jobs to do that. Mm-hmm. Probably they can't. But but yeah, for for probably a lot of the people listening, <laughs> it's, it's easier um, to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that like that reinvention doesn't have to be a global thing. It's just, um, I don't know, like picking up a game. Um, yeah, yeah. it's easy. It's easier now, I guess, more than ever to like kind of discover a new purpose to your life. Yeah. For multiple new purposes. Yeah. We don't just have one. Yeah. There's there's definitely a barrier there. Like it's it's definitely more helpful if you have a computer or smartphone. And, yeah. Um, That's and or you know high speed internet or <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. No <laughs> I more dial-up. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And, you know, hopefully as time goes on, that will become the reality for more people. I mean, I do. Um, I definitely think, you know, one of the, I mean, all, most of my friends are uh, Apple people, <laughs> but, uh, but we do have our mutual friend, you know, Yasmin, who's on another uh, show on your network, obviously, who was on your show not that long ago, too, who, like, that is one of the things that I do appreciate about uh, people who are really into Android is that, like, they talk a lot about that sort of thing, about how it's, like, you know, from a price point, more approachable technology um, than than Apple products. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, and I used to, um, I, I'm not a, <laughs> I like being not a rabid, you know, fan of uh, anything, actually, in terms of uh, that kind of stuff. Anyway, games, you know, that's another story. I'm, I'm a rabid fan of a lot of things, but, um, but yeah, I mean, like I, you just don't realize, like when I started playing Hearthstone, I didn't realize I'm like, well, there's like, if you had told me, if you had sat me down like years before that and be like, you'll be really into this game, I would have been like, no way, just not going to happen. And, and so that's what you discover in gaming. That's so fun that you discover that things that you could never have imagined yourself liking or enjoying are now, you know, such a huge part of your life. Like when I, um, another game that I really love and play a ton is uh, Shooty Skies, which is made by some of the same, well, the same pe- um, two guys that make Crossy Road along with a bunch of other people. Um, and and that's uh, a shmup or a shoot 'em up which is what that's short for. I would have never imagined I could be good at a game like that or enjoy playing it or, you know, I would have never even tried it. Like I, in, in the arcade, I would never play like Galaga or, or I would try and I would like just die really quickly and I'd be like, all right, this is, you know, this is no fun. I'm, I'm really good at Tetris, but I, I'd be like, no, this, is, this isn't for me. Right. Um, but since I've been playing Shooty Skies, I actually went to arcade not that long ago and I'm like, okay, Galaga, like, let's do this. I'm going to try again. And I found you could, Galaga is still really hard in comparison to <laughs> all those old time arcade games are really hard. They are. Yeah. Just the way they are. They were just designed that way that, that they're all pretty difficult. They could be fun, but they're really difficult. Um, and, uh, and also incidentally, those were the original IAP, like put in another quarter and keep playing. Yep. So, you know, <laughs> for anyone that thinks that mobile games are to blame for this, no. Um, but like I, I felt though my confidence was definitely higher, and I'm even though and I and I was able to do better than I had in the past, and just I felt better about it. I'm like when I lost, I was like, okay, let's try again, you know. And so I just because you do that in in shooty skies too, you're gonna die over and over, and your high score is gonna be your high score, and it's not like you're gonna reach it on every time you play. You know, mm-hmm. you might just you'll make a mistake and you'll die uh, really early on. Okay, keep going. And so it's like once you develop that mentality, you're like whatever you know, I'll just try again. And it's, I was, I was really, I thought that was pretty cool. Cause I was like, I would have never, you know, I would have never even attempted to play a game like that before, but because the people that made the game are specifically concerned or not concerned, but like are, are specifically trying to make uh, games approachable to a wide audience. And that's really what they've done with this game. I feel like um, it, it, you know, it got me to play it and, and I got me to love it. And again, another one Jessica doesn't like, she's like, I can't, it's too stressful. <laughs> <laughs> and it was that way for me at first too, but I'm just like, well, let's see if I can get better. That's the main thing for me is if, if I can see myself getting better over time, then that's a good game. And that's a mm-hmm. good game for me. It's like something that if, you know, like there are people I know who like tried playing Hearthstone, they couldn't even get through the tutorial. So they're like, forget it. 
And so, you know, of course, if it's if it's that hard or if someone's like, you know, they're just not seeing how they can progress, then then, yeah, it's just not the game for them. Maybe there's a game there out there for everybody. <laughs> I remember you being really reluctant to try Hearthstone. And then yeah. all of a sudden it was like, you were like, nah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden one day you were like, oh my God, Hearthstone. And I was, <laughs> I had no idea what happened. I was so confused. Yeah. You know, you have like a breakthrough moment, you know, I don't know. Um, I mean, I did, I found it fun. Like from the beginning, I like, like I did the tutorial like pretty quickly, or at least it sounds like, you know, where I went. You know, I, I, um, and you, I, I don't know. It's like, you have to be, um, you just have to be willing to lose a lot and to learn. And that's how you learn. I mean, you know, is by failing, uh, mm-hmm. again, just like in life. Yep. Um, I was going to say, Anna's, <laughs> Anna has the life lessons today. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm so, I'm so wise. I'm so wise. <laughs> I don't necessarily apply these life lessons to myself, but everyone else should. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, you just, uh, yeah, it just, it just grabbed me. And I, you know, like now I, I've, I've still not gone to like what I would consider the next level of obsession where you really like, uh, start listening to like the podcasts and watching the streamers and, um, you know, because that's how you really get better, you know, is to, is to actually watch people play who are like extremely, extremely good. You know, they've achieved a uh, legend, which is the highest, you know, rank where they're like consistently at legend, like every month, you know, um, that's another nice thing about Hearthstone is that like, so every month there's a reset, you know, you start over like at the bottom and you climb your way up the ladder or, I mean, you don't have to play rank. Technically you can just play casual and it doesn't count for anything. It's just for fun. Um, so I just, I like there's different ways to play. And to me, it's fun kind of, even if I lose, I guess not of course, too many times in a row. Yep. You gotta like have we to were win. saying, yeah, you can't, you know, if you start losing a lot, you're just like, okay, no, this is bad. Yeah. Uh, and it makes you feel terrible. But, um, uh, but basically, you know, usually the, is if you lose a lot of the time, you still, you, you learn something or you just learn what, what other people are, what other people's strategies are, other players, the best way to get better is to play a lot. And I'm actually starting to realize that the people who do reach legend, the main thing that they're doing to do that is playing, playing a lot. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the number one thing. There's lots and lots of other things, but that's definitely the, one of the main ingredients. You're not going to get to like that top level just by like playing one or two games a day. basically. So yeah, that, yeah. Um, one of the, one of my goals is to um, learn how to write in copper plate, which is kind of a very like formal, pretty decorative writing. Oh, cool. And um, it's script. And um, I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> I've got to put like thousands of hours into this if I'm going to actually get good at it. And it's like, Much. wow. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Kind yep. of scary. It is. It is. Uh, yeah. But, you know, luckily not all games are like that. And luckily not everything in life is like that, you know, because there's games that are fun right from the get go, you know, in my opinion, but or are just like, you know, again, Monument Valley, like I it keeps coming up for a reason, like people, that's the ultimate, you know, example of what um, what a mobile game can be and should be and is accessible to everyone. Anyone can play. You don't have to know any like insider gaming mechanics or you don't have to have any knowledge really of, of gaming you just and it's it's so beautiful and it's um you know and it's fun and easy to play for for anyone where you know it's basically like a lot of people will probably make the joke that all mobile games are for like babies or little kids but that is kind of a good test like if a mm-hmm. you know fairly small child can play the game 
then it's it's probably a good game if they can figure it out, if they can do it, you know, if they can do the mechanics. And um, because what kids find fun and what adults find fun is really not necessarily that different. <laughs> That's very true. Although I will say one of my favorite mobile games is FTL. Um, okay, sure, sure. Which is which is iPad only, and that's you know a kid could get the mechanics down, which you know you you tap things right but, but yeah getting, they wouldn't be good at it yeah sure. yeah no no and those and there's a place for those you know for sure I mean there are some super hard games um that are on mobile too and that whether they're mobile first or not you know there's there's a bunch of those I mean this past year there was uh Downwell which is like really really you know a lot of people love it it's a you know roguelike like brutal like brutally hard I mean at least for me I can't I'm you know I'm like well that was nice I experienced it and I'm I'm not gonna play it (laughs) because I can't I I just don't do well with stuff like that and I'm like well this isn't the game for me but people are in love with it and the type of people that like really really hard games uh on other platforms like Dark Souls and you know Bloodborne and all that sort of thing which I you know again I don't really get but like that's cool good for them as long as they don't ascribe to anyone else that doesn't like those games any kind of labels of like being a wussy or anything like that then then we're all good as yeah. long as no one has bad feelings about anyone else for their preferences in games or, or anything really that's yeah just that be up. just be nice <laughs> to people yeah seriously <laughs> don't 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 make fun of them for liking thing a or b or c you know that's just the way to be it is well, we're pretty close to an hour now. Is there anything else you wanted to talk? Is, <laughs> is there anything else you wanted to talk about today? Um, I, I guess not. You're the boss. So. Well, <laughs> well, I was telling you before we started recording. I didn't. Usually, I have a plan when I start a podcast, mm-hmm. or when I start a podcast, when I start an episode. I'm having such a bad word day. My brain is just not wording. It happens. <laughs> so I, but, but today I was just like, you know, let's just see what happens and talk because, um, you know, we're friends and I figured we'd yeah. probably be able to pull that off. So That's true. it's easier with a friend to just chat for sure. Always makes for, always makes for a good um, episode. I hope. <laughs> yes. No, I think it's a good episode. <laughs> Other people will be the judge. <laughs> so Anna, how can people find you online? Uh, well, uh, people can probably most easily uh, find me on Twitter. Um, I am there at my actual name, um, so which is uh, Anna Tarkov. So it's A-N-N-A-T-A-R-K-O-V, like in Victor. Um, and they can also find me, of course, on the uh, podcast I do every week. Uh, again, it's called Unconsolable, and they can find it at um, unconsolable.com and then we're also part of a network called ESN so we can be found there and that's uh, esn.fm slash unconsolable so if you're into mobile games at all or you um, want to hear about games from a different perspective hopefully you guys will check it out um, and uh, those are those are the best ways to find me if, uh, if there's another way that you need to find me I'll, I'll let you know via Twitter <laughs> and um I wanted to mention while you were talking about ESN that another gaming show um, over there is um, Spawn on Me um, yeah. with past less than or equal guests uh, Sharif Jackson and Khalif Adams and Cicero Holmes. Um, 
Sharif is new to the formal cast of characters. So congratulations to him. So yeah, ESN is a good, good network if you want um, to learn about different games with different perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, it's great show. And we've become, we um, somehow over time we've become friends with like uh, Philippe and Cicero and Sharif and uh, they've been, or we've been on their show and like uh, Sharif's been on ours and, um, so yeah, we, uh, I, even though we're not into those types of games at all, I do like to listen to their show cause they're our friends and you know, it's like if your friends are into something, you know, you kind of, uh, get into it a little bit by, uh, by just being around them. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's a great show, um, from a, a perspective of people of color on games. So yeah, people should definitely check that out. Yeah. Super interesting and insightful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you can find this show on Twitter at less than or equal. If you have feedback, suggestions for guests, or would like to be a guest, please go to relay.fm slash LTOE and fill out the contact form. If you have a few minutes, it would be wonderful if you could leave a review or star rating on iTunes, which helps people find the show and know that it's good. Thanks for listening. Until next time on an internet near you, I'm Aline Sims for less than or equal.